You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey there, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm the host, DJ Impact. I got Sin City Steve with us and Simon Street. We don't have Matt Michaels tonight. He'll be back, hopefully, with us next week. But, hey, we got a special guest with us, and um, I think you will uh, you will be uh, entertained. Uh, we're going to start having uh, guests kind of come through occasionally when some of us can't... Um, uh, be available and maybe even you may even be a part of that if you're watching just make sure you know you have access to a, a good webcam you got a good microphone and and have some sense right watch a little wrestling and uh, just have a lot of fun with it right the guy I'm introducing for you tonight he is a local comedian here in Las Vegas but he's definitely a big fan of AE dubs as well so uh, Sin City have a little fun with that right there <laughs> I introduce to you Mr. Robert Bosoleri. Hey, Yo, what's sir, going on? Hey, how are you? I am doing well. Good, man. Good. All right. Well, we're gonna keep the show doing like we always do. We're gonna start off with our four-way stop. But before that, if you have anything, any comments you want to throw, make sure you throw it in the comment chat box. We're trying to get it in as we see fit. We're live, Twitch, YouTube live, and the Facebook live. All right. So make sure you throw all your comments in the box all right so here we go this is our four-way stop all right sin city steve tell us what was your highlights for the week all right so this week aew locked in the majority of the card for aew double or nothing we had a few matches before this but this week's dynamite really locked a lot of things in place as i had mentioned um that started in the very first segment of the show as wardlow came out and uh, ended up getting laid out and, quite frankly, beat down by Christian Cage right at the top of the show. Awesome. Um, (laughs) We found out that we would also end up getting Wardlow versus Christian Cage in a ladder match at Double or Nothing. So, yeah, Christian Cage gone for a long time with an injury, and he's already back, and he's going to be in a ladder match. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we also found out that we're going to be getting Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter at the pay-per-view. Uh, the last match that these women had was great, um, and that's not by AEW, you know, women's division standards. They had a they had a slugfest, um, and it was definitely a standout match. And let's just hope that they can channel that same energy here in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Storm, she and Ruby Soho defeated Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker in an eight-minute match on Dynamite that, quite frankly, could have gone longer, uh, was pretty solid, um, definitely could have used some more airtime. And yeah. then also, we uh, we also saw that Orange Cassidy is going to be defending his international title 
in a blackjack battle royal at double or nothing as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Another fucking battle royal. I love them. <laughs> at least I did before they were on every other AEW show. Right. For fuck's sake. Let, let's just hope that they use this as a vehicle to finally take the title off of Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah. True. Let's see, man. Uh, Simon Street, what's your highlights for? Man, well, let's go over to Raw. Man, finally, my boys over from the great place where, where people speak the tongue of Habibi. In this year, finally <laughs> here. Super happy. Um, unlike other people that say they run Raw, uh, these guys actually could. But if WWE does not shit on the booking. Because, you know, that has happened before in the past. But it is pretty interesting. I do believe down the road, aren't they supposed to do an event in India? So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm saying that early. Um, outside of that, I got a chance to watch a little bit of AEW. Uh, yes. Uh, Christian Cage looked like he was going to do like a, uh, you know, an open house and sell some houses and have some cookies left out. He, <laughs> why is your boy dressed like he is, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, what, what was his shoes? Anyways, besides the point, why is the little dinosaur man look like little dinosaur boy getting beat the hell up? I, I don't understand it. Wardlow is strong, but he ain't that strong. He, what was the even purpose of having him in there? Mm. Um, outside of that, I still found that to be quite interesting. Also, too, that was really good match as well on AEW. What? Jungle Boy versus Roosh. Now, a lot of people are kind of like, why? Well, Roosh manhandled him. I really feel like, and I don't watch AEW all the time. He was calling some folks out talking about like, oh, this is supposed to be your main event. Okay, I see what's up. So definitely going to go see, you know, El Torrio or not. Or yeah, what is his name? Torrio Blanco. Have his ass run through everybody. But anyways, outside of that, we had SmackDown. Man, I really love me some L.A. Knight. He is really, really good. Unfortunately, Rick Bowes ain't going to like his ass afterwards. Because after the match, he was like, this is some bullshit, man. I'm L.A. Knight. And I agree with him. He should be partnered up with some better people. Come right. on, WWE. you sleeping on this talent right here. And ain't saying it because, you know, I'm from Vegas, you know, FSW. But I'm just saying, bro, like, come on. What are we doing? Well, and then first last- off, yeah, go ahead, man. I was uh, say, the crowd was hyped for him, you know? Yeah, the crowd was super hyped for him. But, again, he, if he's booked as a heel, it's great. Uh, but him going against Bogues, I'm not excited about. Uh, but, anyways... Pretty much, that's my four-way stop. Okay, no doubt. All right, Robert, what you got, man? What's your highlights for the week? Well, Monday Night Raw, we had uh, the Battle Royal. We had Imperium come out and Gunther show up, stand on the uh, uh, stand on the uh, commentary booth, mm-hmm. and the red and the whole red thing looking like uh, uh, you know M Bison, <laughs> and doing this, you know, proclaiming that it's going to be a Battle Royal. I like that. And he just sat there all stoic, like, you know, George Washington crossing the Potomac. And then Mustafa Ali wins. And Mustafa Ali is running around like he just won the lottery. And I'm like, you know, you're not going to win. Also, I looked at this because it's kind of like pandering. It's like, oh, we're going to have the intercontinental belt go. And there's going to be a match with the, the most Middle Eastern guy who's over in the company. But OK, when they go to, you know, Saudi Arabia, um, whatever. Then we have the bloodline with the Usos. Uh, you know, having uh, Paul Heyman come out with the sticker on his phone, mm-hmm. he acknowledged that he's a guest at Raw, even though we know he's a writer. Let's let's enough, <laughs> Uh, just so they can soften up the tag team champions. Uh, I don't know what they're doing with Asuka in uh SmackDown, they're doing her Kana character where she's doing the blue mist, and 
I just don't see this going anywhere because eventually she's going to miss with the mist because that's what ends up happening. Um, the Blackpool Combat Club, that was a big one for me. The Blackpool Combat Club and, um, uh, you know, getting in there mm-hmm. and it was uh, the, the, uh, the best amigos. Uh, squash match, but they, they do put on a good fight. Uh, but I liked how they came back at, um, at Wheeler Yuta. And then finally, Trinity, uh, you know, Naomi, formerly fighting Kylan King in Impact Wrestling and uh, getting her first win as they set up to go against Giselle Shaw eventually and uh, having Jay Vidal come and interrupt her. So that was really good. I like the setup on that. Okay. Good stuff there. Let's get with our too sweet for the week. All right, Simon Street, man, what did you have for too sweet for the week? Well, you know what? My too sweet for the week may just be distinctively my taste, but, you know, I've been watching these two young ladies when they were in um, NXT, and, you know, Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Faraz got their asses handed to them because Ilza Don and Alba Frey are here and they looked cohesive as a team. Even though they rough shopped on some jobbers, I get it. Well, not really jobbers, but you get my point. They look really, really good. And the reason why I'm excited for that, and I think that's just too sweet because we already already talked about how there's already a deep women's division in NXT that's coming up, getting seasoned and ready to be out and serve. Right now, you're starting to see a little bit more of women's tag team division some some decent cohesive teams so i'm super super excited for that um and another thing that was too sweet for the week man uh you know what i gotta say ricky starks switchblade jay white on dynamite that was fire that was fire like 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 for me honestly not because you know your boy starks is from the same place i'm from louisiana but i will say every time i do get a chance to watch aew he is looking more presentable Every day. Now, maybe that's just me. I'm sure Sin City and other people who watch AEW probably would disagree, but he looked like a star. Now, I wonder, will that happen if he's not in front of people? That's kind of his hometown because Texas is kind of like his home state, as they stated after Hurricane Katrina moved there. But besides the point, Ricky Starks looking more like a star to me. And that's my two sweet for the week. All right. All right. All right. Let's move over to uh, you, Sin City, Steve. What did you got, man, for too sweet? All right. So the main event of Dynamite was supposed to be a Don Callis promo. You know, finally, we would find out why Callis turned on Omega last week. You know, he talked enough shit for Omega to finally come down to the ring, finally saying that without Don Callis, there would be no Kenny Omega. That was uh, that was kind of the, the button up of his promo there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kenny Omega comes down to the ring. That brings out the Blackpool Combat Club. You can see where this is going. Don Callis <laughs> dips out of there, never to be seen again on the show because he knew that shit was going to go down. And shit yeah. definitely went down. So, yeah, you had you had uh, the Young Bucks come out with a uh, new Jack style with, uh, you know, shopping cart-ish full of weapons. And um, you've got, you've got, Three guys on one side, four guys in the ring. Oh, wait. Hangman Page's music finally hits. (laughs) Multi-year storytelling at its finest. Um, Hangman Page finally reuniting with the Elite. And uh, we will be having an Anarchy in the Arena match 
at Double or Nothing, Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. And uh, we saw what happened in the first Anarchy in the Arena match. And I think this one is going to do just as well, if not better. Uh, elsewhere on Dynamite, Chris Jericho and Roderick Strong had a killer Falls Count Anywhere match. The JAS and Adam Cole were barred from the building. Key phrasing there. These guys fought all over the building and out the doors where Adam Cole was waiting. Hmm, gotta love it. Uh, Roddy beat Jericho in the landscaping outside of the arena. That match was just fun. I, it, it, I do have to say, it was funny also because they brawled past a seat filler waiting area sign. Complete unintentional humor, but it <laughs> shouldn't have been there, and the internet definitely made sure that they knew about it. I'm sure. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, shout out to uh, John, who's uh, who's always with us every week. Pretty deadly debuting on SmackDown mm -hmm. was absolutely fire. It's good to see them. They won their first match against Street Profits doing the uh, their finisher, Spilt Milk. I love that. I just mm -hmm. love that. So I thought that was pretty good. Shout out to that. And, uh, boy, I hope there is not any more cracks happening within the bloodline because that segment on SmackDown had me uh, had me a little concerned there. Okay. Mm, I don't know. Robert, let's go to you. What was your too sweet for the week? Well, the Sin City Steve got it. Uh, for me, the uh, the return of Hangman Adam Page, and they did a callback, if you notice, because he came out with the eye patch, just like Moxley had when Jericho did that to him two years early. He came out with the eye patch now, and eventually they'll they'll drop that and they'll heal. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that was great. The run-in was just perfect. Uh uh, the fact that he said, I am all elite. I'm elite now. I'm in the elite. That was, they, that was like you said, storytelling. They've been pushing that story for a long time. Remember when the Young Bucks came up to him? Oh, no, was, uh, he came up to the Young Bucks and said, here's the plates from your tag team belts that you don't have yet, years ago. And he never wanted to be acknowledged as a member of the elite when he kind of already pseudo was elite. Uh, the, Roderick Stor uh, the Roderick Storm uh, match, loved it. I love the fact that it went around the entire arena when they did this a couple of years ago right here at T-Mobile, and it was uh, a Kenny uh, uh, Kingston, Eddie Kingston, sorry, Eddie Kingston. I was there at that, slipping over condiments because there was literally <laughs> ketchup and, and mayo mustard everywhere. Uh, so I like how they ended it outside. This is going to be a great storyline uh, for the Bone Man. Uh, he, he's going to have a great match with Jericho. Jericho is really good with putting people over. He, he's the only guy in any promotion that can lose and still look good. He could be a heel, put you over. He could be a face. He did that for Fandango years ago. He lost to Fandango and put him over. Didn't work, but he, he, he tried to, and it didn't take any shine off Jericho. So he, he's doing that right now, and uh, it's going to be a very good match. I can't wait to see that one. Ah, thank you much. Appreciate that. Uh, there was a uh, a a, uh, a mess up on my my myself. Thank you, John, for calling it out. It was uh, the brawling brutes that uh, pretty deadly defeated, not three profits. I don't know how I got that twisted. So, thanks, man. It's it's good when everyone is keeping me on uh, par here. So. Uh, well, yes. the Brolin Brutes are the uh, Celtic Street Profits somewhere <laughs> on yeah. the island. Pretty yeah. Deadly is just Brizongo. Basically. <laughs> I saw them. Like, Brizongo, we've seen this. 
Wrestling's own Siegfried and Roy. I'm just waiting for someone to dress up as a tiger. Uh, hey, but shout out also. I wanted to shout out to uh, uh, Shinsuke uh, and, and, and the Miz had a match on Raw, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it was good seeing Shinsuke again, man. Uh, doing this thing, it's good to have him back. Uh, all right, let's get over into our WTF. I'm sure there was some this week. Let's hear all about it. Okay, I'm going to start with you, Robert. Did you have any WTFs? Did anybody do anything that made you say, what the fuck are they doing? Let's go. <sighs> you <laughs> called me an AEW mark before because that because WWE makes so many god-awful mistakes like WrestleMania 39. But anyway, oh. worst finish ever. We're writing a new story. never ends. Story. Shut up, Triple H. <sighs> uh, that's not Triple H writing. That's Praise Paul man. writing. Anyways, um... We are taking the the trash that is his bloodline story. We've, we've gone into a horrible direction. And now, instead of going, why don't I have all of the belts? And why am I not the undisputed World Heavyweight Championship? Roman Reigns is going to take Solo Sokoa and go after the tag belts. Instead of just getting in the corner of the Usos and making them win, which is run-ins is how the Reigns family, it's how they win matches. So all of a sudden, you're not going to do it for the Usos. So Cody is going further away from the world heavyweight scene and Roman Reigns is not taking what is his. Why have at any point he'd said, wait a minute, why am I being sent to the corner? I am the face of the company. I have all the belts. He's still walking around with two belts. Why? One of them is definitely worthless. It doesn't make sense. Why do you have two belts now? What does that represent? I I don't get it. Why is Paul Heyman still holding the blue belt? It doesn't mean anything. It's not going to mean anything. And they cut him short. Oh, they keep talking about this 1,000 days. You don't have 1,000 days because they wrote you out of the storyline. You ha- would have had 1,000 days of complete dominance over the entire WWE. Now you're chasing the tag belts? And you're not going to get them because that would be stupid to end the storyline with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens being your tag. You're not going to cut that short in, what, a second pay-per-view? They're going to lose it? No, it's stupid. Excuse me. Premium live event. Uh, stupid. Uh, listen, man. Listen, okay. I like this guy. <laughs> I'll, be sold, I'll be sold on him once he starts uh, arguing with uh, our uh, neighborhood stink. <laughs> listen, man. Out as far as I'm concerned, Roman Reigns could take all the belts. That's your belt collector right there. That's that's. I'm all right with that. <sighs> Bobby Lashley did it in Impact Wrestling. Nobody cared. He, he took every belt and he goes, I'm bored with this. I'm going to give them back. And he gave the belts back. <laughs> That's And that was fine. Nobody complained. All right. John here says, what the fuck goes to Bianca Belair? Still being recognized as the Raw Women Champion and defending the belt at Night of mm-hmm. Champions despite being on SmackDown. And Rhea mm-hmm. Ripley still being recognized as the SmackDown Women Champion despite being on Raw. The draft changes went into effect two weeks ago. I'm on the only one calling this out. What the fuck, WWE? Steve, back him up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I need – where are my WWE people at? Where are you at, folks? Mm. Bro, bro, you always outnumber us every week anyway. So this is like a one-off. We're talking about WWE. What what do you mean by that? Give me some context. What do you mean by that? Are we supposed to defend that claim? Yeah, you're supposed to defend it. 
I'm gonna fend that shit. This shit, shit is pissed Does this company understand what undisputed means and what SmackDown and Raw means? They're so confused. The tag team guys have two belts on their shoulders each, but they're undisputed. So make a purple belt, make a black tag team belts, be done with it. The women, blue is on red, red is on blue. Nobody understands what belts are. You know what it is? WWE is a participation trophy center now. It's like a little soccer game for kids where they gave everyone a belt. They might as well have Oprah up there with Triple H just giving belts to people. Oh, God. Let they me should resurrect over. the 24-7 title and get that to Oprah. You know what? Let I'll me, pay to see that. Let me jump over to you. Let me jump over to you, Simon Street. What was your WTS for the week? Well, my WTF for the week was a little bit of that, but what was more more interesting than not, uh, NXT. Okay. Uh, Nathan Frazier's giving Dragon Lee a shot at the Heritage Cup. Okay. And then was mocked for it. Noam Dar. Okay, no offense to Noam Dar. I'm sorry. I'm going to be a hater. Hold on. Let me sip real quick. <laughs> hater raid. This guy is garbage. <clears throat> oh wow! Straight garbage. I don't give a shit what his what 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 his accolades are. You were doing that shit in the pond, all right? Long time ago, I told everybody when I was four years old I could swim, until they threw my ass in a in a YMCA pool and I couldn't swim at all. Why? Because I told everybody I could swim and I was in a kiddie pool. Okay, Noam Dar, what have you done lately? Hmm. I'll wait. Who wants? How, how about I just spend the last 55 minutes and wait for somebody to tell me what Noam Dar has done? You win. That's my what the fuck. Now, am I saying that he can't be talented? Yes. But booking him in the way you've booked him for the past seven years, at least that I've known he's been getting a WWE check. Like, what are we doing with him? Yeah, he had more significance when he was in the cruiserweight championship than he ever did in his WWE career. And then you give him his own show, Supernova 5666 into the next dimension, whatever the fuck the name of the show is. <laughs> Come on, WWE, you're better than this, man. If you wipe your ass and shit is on it, just put it in the toilet and get a new new sheet. Don't re-wipe your ass with shitty ass toilet paper. Oh my god! Um, Sin City Steve, I'm gonna, I'm hoping you're gonna come through with a little bit of some unbiased. Uh, of course, man. Okay, I, I do every week. <laughs> I do every week. Uh, anyway, we're so let's let's just set the stage for this. Okay, we're heading into Double or Nothing. The main event is a four pillars match for the world title. MJF and three afterthoughts. Quite frankly. On Dynamite, Darby <laughs> Allen teamed with Orange Cassidy, defeating Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Okay, that, that was one. Sammy Guevara squashed Exodus Prime, the brother of Optimus and Amazon. And Jungle Boy <laughs> wrestled Roosh. Okay, here's the thing. I know that you, you, you had mentioned this match in your Too Sweet, Simon, and it, it was a good match in a vacuum. But the problem is, is that Roosh took damn near 85% of this match. Jungle Boy got the win via a flash pin while holding the tights. Mm. Keep in mind, as we're heading into Double or Nothing, the Darby Allen babyface, Sammy Guevara heel. They're trying to turn him babyface, it seems like. Jungle Boy 
is a, is a baby face, but then he uses a heel tactic to win this match. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. So also, stop me if you've heard this one before. Jade Cargill had an open challenge on Rampage against someone making their AEW debut and squashed her in seconds, right? Yep. But here's how they put the spin on it this week. Mark Sterling said that wasn't enough of a challenge, so they brought out a second jobber. Same result. That brought her to 59-0, and then they tried to bring out a third challenger who then was laid out by Taya Valkyrie, who I guess she's able to use her finish in the match at Double or Nothing now as well. Okay, because that was a legal thing that she couldn't use it in the first match. So Jade is going for 60-0, and 0, and yeah, whatever. It, yeah. Taya wins at Double or Nothing. What yeah. the fuck? We still don't give a fuck about Jade Cargill. Well, y'all making her like she's the greatest of all time. Shit. She just doesn't yeah. have anyone worth. There's nobody who really looks like her or has her athleticism to go against yeah. her. I would like to see her against a Bianca Belair or mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Mm -hmm. Right, because then that would be good. But then you knew the moment that Jay Cargill got to WWE, she'd flounder around in NXT until they just chew yep. her up and right. spit her out. Well, that's because she'll be exposed. She she has no reason why she would be she should be starting off on any of the top promotions. She should be at NXT. Just keep it real. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go to Basically. the <laughs> All right. Let me move over to you, Simon Street. What are you looking out for this uh this week, man? I, I think you're looking more for Knights of Champions than you are double or nothing, but I could be wrong. What you looking out for, bro? Uh, you know what? I'm actually looking for a little bit of both, to be honest with you. Uh, after a couple of consecutive weeks of watching AEW, I feel as though the booking is uh, meets my standard of uh, peaked interest. Mm -hmm. Unlike other people who just doesn't matter how good AEW tries, they'll never be good enough. But uh, I thought it was good. And even though you have the four young boys uh, that are pillars, uh, you know, I feel like there's going to be some shit that's going to happen. Uh, I mentioned the Roosh thing because uh, he is somebody I definitely would like to, uh, to to see have some more prominence on that roster. And I think that's the way to do it. Maybe that's the way I looked at it. Um, on Night of Champions, uh, I am looking forward to uh, seeing somewhat of a turn or a uh, close to conclusion or, or something. From the bloodline, uh, Robert, you you hit the nail right right on the on the head earlier, man. I mean, this shit is trash right now. Like like I'm sick of it. I mean, how many times can you bump into somebody or push somebody, and you was like real hard? At least that you present yourself, but now you being a punk. I don't get it. If anything, I want to see Roman Reigns get folded up by his family. Have all three of them boys whoop on him. And then when he's crawling up the top, have Rikishi come out there and do the stink face on him. That's what I'd love to see. But uh, outside of that, uh, you know, Night of Champions is going to be real good. That, you know, a lot of those cards are good. Uh, definitely uh, looking to see what's going to happen with those tag team titles. I think that's the biggest thing of the night is seeing what happens with that. Clusterfuck, or maybe we'll be impressed. Um, and then also, too, last but not least, uh, I'm going for uh, Seth Rollins. To win that belt even though he don't need a belt technically i would like to see him win it because uh you know that that promo was fired from monday you know really put a lot of things in perspective for me 
Well, and, and to be honest with you, and, and for the fact of how they built up, uh, built him up, uh, I'm thinking AJ's going to end up getting this title. And to be honest with you, I don't mind it. I don't mind if he does. I mean, he's older, right? He can still get down, mm-hmm. but he, he, we know he's never going to get the, the, the undisputed. So why not let him have this last reign of a, of a belt? I'm all I don't right think he's going to get it. I don't think he's going to get it. Grayson Waller going to roll up there and then roll on him. <laughs> Interfering in the I match. You don't think that's going to happen? Come it's, on. It's too much of a given right now for Seth. They're, everything, everyone believes Seth is going to be the winner. I think that's too much of a given. It's not going to happen. We said that but, about Cody in WrestleMania 39, though. It's true. Yep, it's true. Oh, but it's also, the story. too, I, it's the story. It's the story. No, 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 no. Story. I never – wait, 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 wait. We never – and I'll jump back to that. For I think for most people who are fans of both didn't care which one was going to win. But all of you AEW fans thought that this was, that was thought that <laughs> Cody was going to win. You guys did. You guys thought Cody was this was the moment. I never thought that that was just going to happen. It, it was, was logical not- because he had nothing. There was nothing left for Roman to do. Roman is not great at cutting promos. Mm-hmm. Roman has catchphrases, which it took him too long to get to that point. Mm-hmm. When he came out the Monday after, he was bored. You could see it. And if you paid mm-hmm. attention. They try to phone in booing. When WWE doesn't get a crowd reaction, you can literally hear the volume go up on the booing. It went from boo because there was no reaction from the fans because they made a mistake. They panned around to the crowd. The crowd wasn't booing him, and they weren't chanting for him either. They're bored, and he's bored. So he took a vacation. He took a month off. They needed Cody to win because if Cody wrestles everybody that Roman wrestled over the last three years, it's new all over again. Exactly. Having Roman win was a waste of time for Roman and for Cody. Because what are you going to do now? Do I want to see a redemption story or a climb to the top? No, I don't want to see Cody wrestle Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar doesn't look like he's invested in it. Why does Brock Lesnar care? We still don't know why Brock Lesnar's doing this. He's doing it because he could bully anybody. He's not going for the belt, so why does he care? Did Paul Heyman pay for him? We don't know. They had so many ways to at least make that story good. They went in a weird direction with this storyline, and it's bad for everybody. Now, okay. if you give it to Seth, right. the belt, fine. Then have him unify the titles at 40 or stop wasting my time. But you know what? I was going to say this really, really quick. With the whole AJ Styles, you got to realize, look at the long game. AJ is not just your premier player. He's someone that much is like Seth in the way of building up new talent. And they got a lot of big, bright plans for Grayson Waller. And I'm telling you – be, don't be surprised, AJ. Uh, you know, don't don't get that belt. But then it is in this nice long low feud with uh, Grayson Waller. It may seem whack right now, but I'm saying it has the potential to be some upside. For right. We'll Waller. talk about it next week. We see how they go. Let me move over to you, Robert, right quick. Uh, is there anything that you are uh, looking out for upcoming? I, I'm actually looking forward to the Oscar match because if you take the match seriously, then she's got to step up the game. She has the skills. I don't know if she has the strength to out-wrestle Bianca Belair in just a straight physical match. So if you're going to give her this heel push and give her this kind of character, then you've got to go all the way with it. You can't just have her be weird. Right now, she's just being a weirdo in the ring, which isn't going anywhere. Last time they did it, it didn't make much sense. It was just a quick, you know, bang-bang match. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see there be something to this. Um, My other concern with that is she's another one. 
she could cut a promo, but the way she cuts a promo is just screaming and yelling in Japanese. I hope that they could find a way to do it where she's where she just speaks enough English. She becomes a heel champion and pisses off the crowd. I think she has it in her. I would like to see that. I would like to see her take it off because Bianca Belair is stale. And there's nothing more you could do with this woman. This woman is over. She's a baby face. She's another one. She comes out there. She can't even do her dance going down to the ramp because she's she's just bored doing it. Oh, you're you're such a hater, man. She she no, doesn't do lying. It, she doesn't do it with the same flair. She used to bounce up and down. She gets out there, she's like, mm-hmm. uh, exactly what did they do? They had her come out with the orange. Think about it. She came out in Knoxville, Tennessee. What did they do? She was gonna cut another baby face promo. She's in Tennessee, and they cut it short because it was gonna be boring. It's been done to death. The other match, it's kind of an indie scene. I'd like to see Giselle Shaw versus Trinity because I want Naomi to get some shine on her so she could get to a bigger promotion. She's too big for Impact Wrestling. So the match with uh, with Giselle Shaw should be good. I hope that elevates Trinity back to a bigger scene. Okay. All right. Perfect. Sin City Steve, man. What you looking out for? All right. So we'll talk more about this in three count, but AEW Collision was announced at the Warner Brothers Discovery Upfronts last Wednesday. I can't wait to see how they manage to showcase more talents. Um, I I think that this is gonna open up, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be able to see all those names that we we saw that AEW maybe signed and then they were on there for a couple of weeks and then never to be seen again. So this is definitely what was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also really looking forward to all the independent shows this weekend surrounding Double or Nothing. Yeah. Uh, there are events going on from Wednesday to Sunday all around the Las Vegas Valley, yes. uh, culminating in AEW doing their thing at T-Mobile Arena. Seriously. If you live in the Valley and you want to go watch live pro wrestling, there definitely won't be a shortage of it this weekend. So go Mm -hmm. out, support independent wrestling. Um, Also, um, yeah, I I, I am looking forward to uh, tonight of champions. I I might actually watch some clips of this one, Impact. And uh, the the thing that I'll tell you is don't, don't sleep on AJ Styles winning that title. Because mm-hmm. if for no other reason, and now that I'm saying this, it probably won't happen because it's logical and it, it is taken straight up from uh, one of our listeners, American Bam Bam. And he, he made mention of it a few weeks back that this is the perfect vehicle for you to be able to move Cody Rhodes back to SmackDown. You put the championship on AJ Styles. That title has to go to Raw. So it splits mm. AJ from the OC. SmackDown has to get a, a supplemental draft pick. They choose Cody Rhodes. Cody goes to SmackDown. That is how you could complete and finish the story. Interesting. Okay. All right. Let's uh, move to our last segment, which is Best in Show. All right, and Sissy, that might as well go with you. What was the best in show for you this week and why? Best in show for me was AEW Dynamite. Um, you know, I, I talked about most, most everything on the show. The one thing that I didn't mention was an absolute banger between 
Switchblade, Jay White, and Ricky Starks. Um, yes, some people kind of shit on the ending and the actual uh, the decision of the match, but I think what we're going to be getting is we're going to be getting the rematch at Double or Nothing, and they're going to give them maybe the spot on either the pre-show or to kick off the show. Um, so I, I definitely see them getting a legitimate match. I see them, ah, fuck it. They're not going to get pre-show. They're going to, they're probably kick off the show. Um, but realistically speaking, um, those two guys went out, they had one hell of a match and you know, you, you hit on it earlier in the show street, but I agree. They are, they are grooming, uh, Ricky Starks. And it, it was, it was weird why they had him feud with Jay White. Um, I think what they can do is they can actually use this as a vehicle to build both guys. And quite frankly, you could even split one of them to go over to collision and be, you know, one of the, one of the newer stars bred from dynamite. Um, personally, I think Jay White ends up staying with Adam Cole and, and his friends over on Dynamite. So that would put Ricky Starks over on the Collision team, um, which I think he definitely could thrive over there, especially with the people that have been rumored to go there as well. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, best in show, man. All right. Let me uh, go to you, Simon Street. What would you give your best in show for the week? Well, I got to be honest with you, man. It was It was pretty close. Uh, nah, I'm just joking, man. AEW Dynamite actually uh, came through this week, man. It was thorough. Like, uh, you know, Raw had some uh, meh moments and SmackDown had some uh, what the fuck are we looking at moments. And NXT was almost non-existent. It, it was like everybody was taking a break off. You know what I mean? It made about as much sense as Braun Breaker sitting in a whole goddamn barbershop and he ain't get his hair cut. It made no sense. But AEW, yeah, man, uh, they definitely building up that momentum, getting close to the big weekend. And uh, for once, you know, I can't really front on it. But I, I thought of one thing, and I just want to share it real quick. What do you call when you have Tony Khan and Jungle Boy share a drink? A Jungle Joking Coke. Oh, <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I just had to. Oh. That's the one dad joke I got, man. I got to have one once a quarter. All right. Oh, man. Don't I have sound effects? Hold on. Let me see. I was waiting for you to do like your shame or some shit. Where are my sound effects at? Uh, oh, I got a shame. Here, my shame. Hold on. There shame. you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Shame. Shame. All right. Let me go over to you. Um, Robert, what is your uh, your best in show? What do you think? Dynamite. Yeah, well, it's it's dynamite. We all make, we all make mistakes. <laughs> Tell us yeah, about yours. The, the mistakes are called Raw and SmackDown, not having stories. They just have spots. See, Facts. that's what WWE has. They have spots. They go, "There's a goat there. Look at that. He's standing. That's a spot. Oh, look at that. Just blue mist. Look, there's another spot. Huh? Huh? Oh God. Hey, 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 Simon Miller. Go talk about that. There's a spot." Um, it's 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 all it ever is. NXT, I, I can barely bother holding down NXT. NXT is chicken noodle soup when you're sick, and you, you got to eat something and just and you can't even hold that down. Um, don't even waste my time with that crap. Um, what are, you know? What do you, you you've got? Adam Cole. 
coming out. That was amazing outside. Uh, great. The, the, the match with Roderick Strong, great. You have the return of Hangman Adam Page, great. He's looking like a, a, a freaking sling blade, some murdered out cowboy. Freaking great. You have Orange Cassidy being a beast. And also, give it up for Renee Paquette. She's mm-hmm. just going from interview to interview to interview to interview to interview. They just they, they're literally and, you know, they're pre-recorded because she's at every part of the arena every two minutes. But she still sells it like you have to give her credit the, the acting that she does putting people over in her interviews and the shock and surprise. She's probably the best person doing that. That's her. That's her vehicle. That's there's no one better at that at, at doing these behind the scenes interviews. And, uh, you know, Kayla over did screw Kayla WWE. She's terrible. No, give me Renee all the time. And, you know, she doesn't go and talk about her husband because, you know, no, no, no. Your husband just gouged out somebody's eye. Thank you, Shivani. It's the best. Dynamite is ran away with it. All right. All right. All right. Calm down. All right, guys. Look, that is our wrestling talk for, uh, for the show. Thank everybody for hanging out and throwing in your comments. Uh, if you're watching us live, you definitely might want to join our three count because we got a lot to talk about. And I'm I'm so happy because I'm gonna have a gonna have a WWE guy that's gonna put these guys straight. And you you might want to definitely uh, be on that that one. Um, Does he have a pencil mustache? <laughs> <laughs> no, but one day he probably will though. So, so make sure you uh, you tune in live or or at least download the podcast for three count, which will be released on Tuesday. Okay, so with that, one thing that's uh, sensitive, uh, Steve said, if you're definitely going to be in Vegas, definitely check out all the pro wrestling that's going to be in town. It actually kicks off uh, Wednesday, and it'll be Wednesday all the way to the the main show on Sunday. Uh, FSW will be the main one that is going to be doing a lot of these events, even with GCW. And But it's all going to happen around the uh, FSW arena. For more info, you can always go to Future Stars of Wrestling uh, website. Look it up. Google it. It'll take you right there and give you all the uh, info there, okay? Um, so with that, that is our wrestling talk. And uh, Robert, thanks for hanging out with us. I think you're going to be with us on the next segment, too. Thank you. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next time, y'all. Uh, happy wrestling. Peace.